Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. June 3rd, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Scooter Hoosier, Bruiser Dingus with us on your Friday, getting your weekend ready to roll. Justin Kalen, how are you today? I I am great. I Can I just tell you that I love the addition of Bruiser to the nicknames? That's That's phenomenal. I love it. I came to his defense earlier this week. Well, it's that, only right we should throw it in. That that texter that called you Bruiser Dingus. That's the one really that made did it. Laugh. Uh, it's an your your <laughs> nicknames are ever evolving. It's never going to just stay one thing. We got we got to keep it. If it stays one thing too long, that's how we know we're failing you or you're falling out of favor with us. So the more nicknames, the more it changes, the more you should know that we still like you. See, I'm a big fan of it. Most this is people what I do with my dog. <laughs> most people try to build resumes. I'm just trying to build a nickname <laughs> resume. I want as many on there as possible. We, we, we also do with our dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My dog Jag. I've called him what Jag you Jango, you put them all on your, like, Dingo Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. I we have it. we have somehow progressed. So this, hey, it's off to a silly start. It's not easy and sad, but. Abe's name has somehow got to Mr. Woggingham, which is such a far <laughs> way away from Abe. There is a progression. I won't bore you with the, the details of the progression, but I, I agree with no, you. No, that I, I want to know. I want to know how, that how, how All you your got favorite... to Mr. Raja. <sighs> so it, oh, Abe, no. I'm, I'm okay. and then it turned into AB, and then AB Baby, and then AB Bo Baby. And then Aby Bo Baby turned somehow into to Wogs. Instead of dog, we called them Wogs. So that was a little bit of a leap there. It wasn't really a natural progression, I suppose. And then it turned into Mr. Wogs. 
And naturally, you could see the progression into Mr. Wogging Ham. So that's where he's at right now. And Hannah's actually concerned that we don't call him Abe enough around the baby. The baby's going to have no idea who Abe is because we basically call him everything. But I think that my favorite nickname for the dog is get out of there because that seems to be what I yell <laughs> at him the most. Um, he, gosh, he really is such a baby. It's hard to, hard to believe. That's the progression. A little bit of a leap there, though. I like it though. The uh, the it's the Mr. Rogers, Reed, uh, Mr. Whatever that was with Daryl. Uh, great. Just I, I love the development. I love the addition of Bruiser. I love that it's Friday, Justin. It feels wonderful outside. Feels like a nice spring morn. There's a crispness in the air. Um, I had a great Thursday. I, I did the thing scooter where I walked into Churchill Downs and just blindly kind of picked a horse and it won. Really set the tone for a great night. So it was uh, it was spectacular out there at the Twin Spires. And the people race at the track was just as exciting as many of the horse races. Uh, there was a guy leading this race. So, so I, I, I let you all kind of in on it yesterday. The, the firefighters, they run a benefit for YMCA safe places. They run for the Tim Groff cup. It's a little bragging rights. Uh, there was a guy who was in the lead of the seven furlong race, which is seven eighths of a mile. And at the end he was, he got caught and we're like, Oh no, how, how could you ever get passed up? And at, just when you thought he had got caught from behind and he was going to lose it, in the final 16th, he sprinted, retook the lead. The guy never saw him coming, and he blew by him at the finish line. It was one of the more exciting races I've ever seen run by two humans. Could it you, was it was exhilarating. Could you bet did on? Did you it? have? Did you bet it somehow? Yeah, yeah that's that's the million dollar question. We, we could not legally bet on it, and we could have been, like drawed straws or something uh, between friends, but we were admittedly. I, I had a big race the race before, so I was a little distracted. So it was it was a quick turnaround. We didn't wow. get into the action. Yeah, I, I would have bet money that you had bet money on that race. I, yes, I know you couldn't go up to the window and say, "I'll take the short five six dude, but the strong calves." Uh, you couldn't do that. But I figured you and your friends would just everybody throw up a buck, two bucks, something like that. Yeah, and and that was the problem is we just got a little. It, it happened quickly. Normally, you get the 20 minutes to fix the track or whatever in between races. Uh, after the one race it ended, they were in the winners. The horse was in the winner's circle in the previous race, and they were walking to the starting line. So we got we got a little thrown off. But either way, uh, still a good time um, down there at Churchill Downs last night. They, they, we drank them out of beer, though. They didn't they didn't have a last call. They just they just ran out of beers at two dollar beer night. Whoa, that's not good. That's yeah. not a good look for old CD. I know. Well, they're probably like, oh, well, you can just go upstairs and buy an $8 beer. It's like, okay, um, no, guess I'll just wait till I get home to watch the, the finals game. Did you all, did you stay up late for the NBA finals game? Ladies. I did. Scoots? I, so I was actually shocked this morning because I went to bed after the third quarter. I was like, yeah, Warriors are at home. They got this locked down. Check the, oh. check the score this morning. And I was like, what the hell? Celtics outscored them 40 to 16 in the fourth? Whoa! Wild yeah. that that five minutes that final five minutes Roush was almost surreal. Like you you couldn't 
somebody could have told you what what was about to happen, and you would have been like, absolutely not. There's no way that's happening in this basketball game. You can make a case that you would never believe that happening in any basketball game, especially a professional NBA one. The Celtics, I don't know if I've ever seen a team as on fire to finish a game. And then equally, Golden State just as completely out of sorts. It was a it was a perfect storm. It was like you mm-hmm. had Trevor on one end of a seesaw and then Scoots on the other end. And Scoots got he went into orbit with the Celtics and Trevor's down in the upside down uh, with the Golden State Warriors. It couldn't have been more drastic the way those those final five minutes had unfolded, which by the way, I didn't tune in till right after halftime because we watched the part one season finale of Stranger Things, which oh. are, is anybody is anybody there yet? Oh no, I haven't no. even started yet. Been But you're you're a Stranger Things guy, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. It's just okay. yeah. You'll I, get there. Have haven't gotten to it yet. Right. So they're like I think two more episodes come out in July. Some some Stranger Things nerd knows more about it than I do. Um, and I, I, you know, I know Trevor finished it like the first day it came out or the second day that it had come out. I think there's seven episodes and most of them pretty long. They're pretty long. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the run times are all over or, or over an hour or so, right? Correct. I would guess that in the seven episodes, this is just a guess, but I would guess it's probably, I don't know, like 13 hours of, of content. So it's a lot. Like, you know, it's a, it's a commitment to finish it. In the in the the part one, and you got to say part one because they're coming out with a couple more episodes in July, which I don't really understand why they're doing that. Uh, probably just to drum up more interest and excitement yeah. and enough money. I don't know. But I think uh, well, actually, Memorial Day weekend strikes me as a big streaming weekend now to go along with Blockbuster. So I think they wanted to get some of them out before they could finish editing gotcha. the entire season. Well, they probably did it because of exactly what I'm about to say. It's a, a super famous media member with a ginormous platform speaking highly of them. Trevor was raving about the season on the Rutherford show. And I was like, it's 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 stranger things. Like it's it's good. It's a little repetitive in some areas, but it's it's enjoyable. It makes time go by fast. And that's the the I want to think I think one of the best compliments you can give of a show. Hopefully people say that about our radio show. It makes time go fast. You're entertained. You look at your watch and then a couple, you know, 30 minutes, you're 30 minutes past. How the heck did that happen? So hopefully that happens with this radio show. It does it with Stranger Things, but I wasn't really blown away by it. But we said, hey, this final part is like two hours or it's long. Let's just watch like half of it or maybe an hour and 40 minutes. Let's watch half of it. At that point, we'll go to bed. In my mind, I was like, at that point, I'll turn on the NBA game. Yeah, She'll yeah. go to bed and, and that will be that. We'll finish it tomorrow night or something like that. It was so good. We couldn't stop it. The, the part one finale was so good. It made up for the fact that I thought the six episodes before were good, not great, okay, not amazing. The finale was, I think, the best episode of Stranger Things they've ever had. There was one little part that I didn't like, just kind of how they came to like the conclusion of what was going on. They just pulled that completely out of their butt. If, you, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, that's not a spoiler. I won't give a spoiler. I've got this thing called Class. I wouldn't do that. Mm. That being said, amazing episode. One of the best in the history of Stranger Things, maybe the best. And now, like, I, I really am. I never in a million. Once I, this, once I finished and I had to wait till July, I was figuring that July would probably sneak up on me. I'd be like, oh, Stranger Things is back out. Nope. Now I'm, I'm on, like, I cannot wait till Stranger Things comes back out. It was that good. It was really, really good. I enjoyed it. So if you haven't seen it, you're in for a treat. Just know that the season is solid. 
but the payoff is in the hour and 45 minute finale. Good to know. Did what point of the basketball game did you end up getting to start watching? It, it was pretty much like start of the third quarter, probably 10 minutes, nine minutes left in the third quarter. So oh, I, I pretty much saw the entirety of the second half. And I saw enough, which Scoots was talking about, I mean, enough to think that, hey, Golden State's got this wrapped up. How many Scoots? I bet you're one of thousands. I, I think I saw Jeff Schwartz on Twitter did the same thing. There's so many people out there that saw that Golden State third quarter and were just like, oh, they got this. They're in cruise control. We're, we're good. I can go to bed now. Well, I honestly... <laughs> And then the Celtics. Honestly, I could have went to bed after the first quarter if we're Roush. I mean, when Steph Curry comes in and hits six threes, set an NBA Finals record, by the way, for any quarter, for threes in a quarter. But when I saw that, I was like, oh, my gosh, the Warriors are going to run away with this game. And, yeah, then the third quarter even proved it even more. Still, I have to go back and watch the highlights, I guess, because I need to know what happened in that fourth quarter. I mean, y'all said that oh. Celtics were on fire, but – I need to see it for myself. Al it Horford. was that impressive. Oh, it was it was Horford, really? <laughs> Al Horford. Oh my gosh. He had six six of eight threes in kidding? the game. Uh 25 points. He hit two big ones uh to to give Boston the lead and then kind of push him out. But uh some of it too, the Warriors just went ice cold. What was I've I've got to tell you all this story because it it was it was gut wrenching. Um entering the fourth quarter. It was one of those friend of a friend had a big parlay bet. They had a 17-leg single-game parlay that would have paid uh, $1,400, I think. It was one of those just like, we're going to get crazy with it. And all he needed was a Steph Curry assist, two Jalen Brown threes, and something else. Well, when the second Jalen Brown three, we thought that one was going to be tough. When that second one fell... Our entire watching group of people, there was like five or six of us. We 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 don't even know this guy, but we went crazy for him. It's almost like we won the money. We were pumped. The game keeps going. As Boston just starts really taking the Warriors behind the woodshed. I mean, I, I, I was among many who had the Warriors to cover. It was like, well, this is looking bleak, but maybe we can get overtime. It was a nine-point game, and all of a sudden, the, the my one buddy looks on his phone. He goes, "Oh no, he had Golden State plus eight and a half too." So, of all of the improbable things in his bet that he needed to happen, the Warriors covering at plus eight and a half was the one thing that kept him from winning. You know, fifteen hundred bucks or whatever Ouch. it was on a silly bet. Ouch! Almost hard to believe. Almost <laughs> hard hard to believe. And the funny thing is, Scoots. Jason Tatum stunk. Yeah. He was horrible. Yeah. So bad. Like you won't see him have as bad as the game in the series the rest of the finals. And the Celtics still just torched the Warriors. Oh. Absolutely torched them. Draymond Green after the game said, Well, we completely owned them, outplayed them for 40, 42 minutes. We'll be fine. See, that's and well, that final six minutes, pretty important there, Draymond. <laughs> That's the uh, thing with the Celtics, though, is you don't have to have Jason Tatum play great. I mean, in that last series against the Heat, it was like every other game, it would go Tatum, then Brown, Tatum, then Brown. I mean, when you have two guys like that, sheesh, you just need one of them to play well, really. Well, admittedly, I, I totally disagree with that take. Respectfully, of course. I, I would have guaranteed that the Celtics would have had no chance if Tatum would have stunk. 
just because the Warriors are so good offensively, you would have needed every piece of firepower to equally match them. And that told, and, and you were right. I turned out to be totally wrong. They did not need Jason Tatum. Everybody else stepped up in a big way. I wouldn't have predicted Al Horford would turn on a time machine and just look mm. like he's in his prime. Gosh, or he, Derek he, he, White hitting five threes. Like what? What? I did call Peyton Pritchard being a good NBA player, so it's good to see him. It's good to see me have one correct NBA prediction in my freaking life, but he was on the money as well. But yeah, Justin, I would have guaranteed that. And the Heat series was part of my rationale because you're right that it was a different player for Boston most nights, but they also were losing every other night as well. You know, like it wasn't just like they were able to survive regardless of who's playing well. They that gate that series went to seven with the Heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we get seven in this series too. At least, at least that's my hope because last night was a whole lot of fun with what I watched. Well, I agree with you. I don't feel good about my Warriors in six prediction. I no. still think the Warriors. I, I would take the Warriors in seven if I could re if I could revisit. I do think they'll be okay. Um, the, but the one I thing that did that uh, the one thing that concerned me as somebody who just put some money on the Warriors to win the series. They, um, I, I, I underestimated the pressure defense of Boston and how frustrating it can be. Uh, in the back of our minds, I mean, throughout the whole part, it's like, well, it's Steph. I mean, at any point, they can just get hot and go. And he, he did during certain stretches. They got into a rhythm. But Boston's really good at keeping you out of a rhythm. Uh, Clay Thompson didn't really seem to get anything to happen easily. And then... When whenever Wiggins or would try to get to the basket, he just it, he couldn't because the ball pressure was too much. He couldn't handle it. I, I I underestimated the Celtics defense, and ultimately that that could that could stop enough of those crazy Warrior spurts uh, to help the Celtics uh, get another title. No, uh, it's it's exciting. I do hate the fact that so it started yesterday, which was June second. If it goes to Game Seven, I'm pretty sure it's, it ends on Father's Day, which is June 19th. Happy birthday to my dad! So long away. That's unbelievable. Having to wait till Sunday ticks me off. It's like, man, I thought we could have a Saturday night, uh, you know, getting the boys, to, getting the oh. fellas together to watch the finals game. It's like, nope, Sunday at eight. They couldn't even put it at like five o'clock or something in the evening. Got to wait till eight o'clock. No, I mean we had to wait till nine o'clock last night. It's absolutely ridiculous. And, and they, they have a bazillion commercials in the final five minutes mm -hmm. too to really stretch it out. It's like, ugh, come on. Oh yeah, I'm I'm hurting this morning. I'm I didn't go to bed till midnight. Baby didn't sleep amazing, so I'm, I can only imagine the wife's probably in a worse spot than I am. But uh, yeah, you you pay for it if you decide you want to do it. I'm happy I did it in this instance. I don't know. Yeah. Talk to me around like two p.m. today and see if I'm still happy that I did it. But I am happy because that. To, to witness those final five minutes of just Celtics making every shot, the majority of them threes, Roush, and then just seeing the look on the Warriors' faces, their fans' faces. We had a tie game with, like, what, four minutes, 30 seconds to go, somewhere in that ballpark. Here we are thinking yeah. we're going to get an awesome finale to game 20. one. You freaking blink and they lose by 20. Yeah, it was it was awesome. <laughs> it, was a, it was a wild finish. I'd watch the highlights, Justin, just like the final five minutes, just so you could see what we're talking about. Oh, I'm definitely that was going the to. definition, the epitome of in Waco. I definitely um, will. While I'm at it, too, I just – I know that they were tasked on a it, – it, it was an unexpected – ESPN has a bit of COVID going around, so Mike Breen – Van Gundy, Woj, a lot of people could not be on their broadcasts for game one. And man, 
No, no Mike Breen. Mark Jones isn't bad. I prefer him on my late night ESPN2 college football games. But he just, him and Mark Jackson together just don't have the, the pop. I really needed Mike Breen to go bang whenever Al Horford hit that second three in a row um, to, to get in the lead. It, it, it didn't have that much pop for a finals game. Well, it wasn't a fan. You're talking sadly to yourself. I, I, I gotta if I'm if I'm able to watch it, it's generally just on mute. So I didn't oh. get to I didn't get to experience the, the the same way. Now I you know I could pull up a Twitter video if there was something that, that was great, but nothing really stood out last night that I remember. But uh, yeah, the old COVID bug. I think that it's making its rounds through the Northeast and New England right now. You don't hear much as much about it, which I don't think is a bad thing at all. But hope everybody that was uh, impacted is healthy and and asymptomatic mm-hmm. as possible but yeah i didn't i didn't know that they had that ro- roaring through espn yeah yeah it's unfortunate um but it was uh it was an exciting start to the finals like we said it returns sunday night at 8 p.m um but enough nba talk enough other talk we have it was another surprisingly busy thursday news the the, the month of june uh continues to be the gift that keeps on giving for sports radio content, sports radio takes, Mr. Sports Talker. Yeah, there was uh, the the SEC summer meetings have provided some content. You've gotten some UK news. Uh, there's there's been there's been a lot each day. We go into it wondering, wonder, wonder. That doesn't seem like much is going on today. And then by the time we go into the radio show the next morning, we have long list of things <laughs> to talk about. Uh, is Kentucky basketball done adding players? What's going on with UK football? Uh, there's a there's a million different things we're going to get to on today's show, but you should get to Thornton's first and foremost. That's mo- most important at a time like this. Uh, we got some severe Wheeler quotes that I'm excited to kind of discuss a little bit. Thornton's has donuts. They have coffee. They Ooh, have breakfast sandwiches. It's National Donut Day. Woo! I feel like that's like four times a year, but great. Yeah. Go get a Thornton's donut for free. As if you need an excuse, go get yourself a Thornton's. It's free? Yeah, you get a free donut today. Come on. Holy smoke. Uh, Now you have no excuse not to pop into a Thornton's. Get yourself a donut and then pop into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. There's Thornton's all across Louisville, the Louisville area, southern Indiana. They're everywhere. They're clean. They're well lit. The food is good. The coffee is hot. The bananas are fresh. It doesn't get better than a Thornton. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cup. You do have to be a Thornton's Freshing Reward member to get that free donut. So load that coupon up to your app. And uh, they want to share some wholesome love. Get it? Look at that. Like a donut hole? Look at that. We love Thorntons. You will too. This is Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Rask, Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. People will come, Ray. To Kentucky Roll Call. For reasons they can't even fathom.
Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. edition of the show. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Hope everybody's having a great start to their day. The weekend has arrived, and we couldn't be more excited about it. Nick Roush, it is, I think the first one maybe started last week or even the week before, but it is church picnic season, big dog. You excited? Oh, it is. It is. I'm I'm fired up. I uh, I saw the, the calendar that I don't know if you tweeted it out. I, saw, I think I saw Vanetti sharing it too. Uh, the calendar of all the different picnic events does does get me fired up. So uh, very much looking forward to that. Yeah, I, I hope to go to, to more this year than I have in years past. It seems like something easy enough to do. Could take the baby, uh, you know, play a few games here or there, and then still make it home in time for maybe a little bit later of a bedtime. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. And Picnic season is shady race season. Yes. Sun's out. Shades out. Styling, you're profiling, you're gambling legally, of course, because you can do it at church picnics, but you can't do it at a casino in Kentucky because there are no casinos. It, it's silly, but you want to be looking good. And the best way to look good is with some shady rays. Keith got himself a pair yesterday. Well, and when he when that pair arrives to him, he's going to love the product. It's going to look like a couple hundred dollar pair of sunglasses. He eh, 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 well, he got it for free. But if you were paying for it, you ain't paying anywhere close to a, to a couple hundred dollars for, for some of their most basic pairs. But there's nothing basic about Shady Race. They're polarized. They're nice. And the best part about it, stuff happens, especially at picnics. Maybe the sunglasses. I can't tell you how many times I'm doing an appraisal. I put the sunglasses on the top of my hat. I bend over. Boom, sunglasses fall. Some of the crappy ones I buy from in the past from gas stations, you'd have a lens pop out. Something would go wrong. Most likely not going to happen with Shady Rays, but they're not indestructible. So if something happens, they're going to send you a replacement there. That no, that's that's their promise. You're not going to have to pay an arm and a leg. They will happily send you a replacement pair. Easiest pie. So basically, when you buy one pair of Shady Rays, you're getting an extra pair just in case something happens. Check them out, shadyrays.com. Most importantly, do not forget to use the promo code Big X Sports Radio or Big X, excuse me, just Big X, just one word, Big X. You got Father's Day coming up. Maybe you've got somebody's birthday coming up. The great thing about Shady Rays, you don't have to know what somebody wants for a Father's Day, a birthday. My dad, he never tells me anything that he wants for like anything ever. And generally, when we do get them something, it's we'll, we'll see it end up at the office or something like that. You can't go wrong no, with no, their sunglasses. Yeah, their sunglasses, and, and they're going to get used too. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing. Um, gosh, you're right too. Dads never share what they want. Although I did, I let my wife know a week ago while using tongs at the lake. I want some tongs like this, just some grill tongs. That just oh, you told the wife bust out that nice tong of yours and give it on over here. Let's spend our big tong money. Hmm. I like that. Yeah, that's that's good. Well, I hope Dad gets some tongs. <laughs> Let Ooh. me see that tongue. I like the tongue, way- tongue, tongue, tongue. <laughs> Justin, what do you want for Father's Day? Uh, to sleep in. Is that a good answer? There you go. Bad I hope answer? you're able to do that. Actually, so yeah. f- fun stuff. Good answer. I actually, um, we're going on a golf trip. In the middle of June, and I didn't piece it together. It's me, my brother, and my dad going. Didn't piece it together till recently that the, our last day there, the Sunday, is Father's Day. So that'll be awesome. 
That is nice. That's yeah. that's fun how that worked out. Yeah. A little concerning you didn't know that it was Father's Day when you were planning it all out. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I you you all gave me crap yeah. this week. I didn't know when it was a Memorial Day. I didn't know it was Memorial Day this week. I don't know. I'm not good with holidays. <laughs> Apparently not. All right, Roush. Let's do the I guess the bit of serious news. The this stretch of not good headlines for UK football continues yesterday. Yes, yes. Uh, this time it was uh, a UK football player who's not yet arrived on campus. Uh, Quintel Jones was supposed to be an early enrollee. Uh, I'm not sure what was the holdup. He ended up pushing that back uh, to arrive next week. And instead, he's been arrested on battery charges, which, you know, you hear that and you're thinking, so he got in a fight or something like that. Um, but it's stemming from a murder investigation where his brother has been charged. So getting charged from a murder investigation, not great. Uh, I, I don't know exactly what the... I haven't seen a police report that sort of uh, has any details about how the incident occurred or allegedly occurred, but there's no denying it's... It's not a great look. Uh, for those who probably are unfamiliar with the name, Quintel Jones was a late addition to the UK football recruiting class. He was the guy who visited the week before signing period in December, and John Summerall had taken the job at Troy. He had previously recruited Jones and uh, came back for the weekend um, and and gave him a little spiel about, you're going to be in good hands with these guys. So it was it was a... Uh, a nice kind of under-the-radar three-star guy that picked Kentucky, I think, over Auburn and a few other places. Um, and now, I, I, don't, I don't know what now and what next means. Um, and you certainly can't put any blame on the Kentucky coaches in this instance. But like you said, TJ, it's another bad headline. And attaching it to uh, – I, I, I don't want to try to minimize or – compared crimes or whatever, but it's one thing for DUI arrest, but battery in connection to a murder investigation, that sounds that sounds bad. Sounds very bad. Yes, sounds bad. That's that's well put. And you're right. This isn't the end of the world. I yeah, you know, I had a tweet about it. It is just like, oh, can we just get a break from bad news for a little bit? This from an on the field perspective, which isn't as important, obviously, but uh, for our radio show, it's what we talk about. It, it, assuming that maybe you don't end up having them, and that's maybe not even a safe assumption that, that this is this they'll have a process with this whole thing. Maybe turns out he was wrongly accused. I, I don't know. Um, may, and then he can end up playing at Kentucky. Who knows? But at the at the grand scheme of things, it's not the end of the world just in its own headline. But yeah, to everything else that's been going on, it just seems like Kentucky football. Whew, it's just they've got a, a rain cloud over over their head right now for a season that we thought was going to be all rainbows and butterflies. So uh, maybe this is the 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 calm, or no, not the calm. Maybe this is the storm before the calm, and the season will will mm -hmm. go smoothly. I, I'm not sure, but for, and, and I don't I don't I'm not going to get like the whole one more thing, Roush. I'm not going to have like the holier than thou. Like I, my team, I'm not going. I can't root for. No, never get in trouble. I just want yeah. Kentucky to win. I don't care if they had the most unlikable group of but but buts out there. 
I like when my team wins games. That being said, in a perfect world, they'd win a lot of games and not have off the field troubles as frequently as as it's been going on. But I don't think there's anything really you can do about it besides just I hope it stops. You know what? You and I can't do anything about any of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's fun to kind of jab at the rivalry stuff, but I'm I'm in the same boat with you. I mean, I was envious of Louisville's football teams uh, in the Bobby Petrino era when they had dudes getting arrested all the time, and I don't think Louisville fans cared that much then. Um, and I mean, they were winning, so um, winning cures all. I, I will say, from at least like the X's and O's football standpoint. Um, I don't I don't know what's going to be next for Jones, but he wasn't expected to come in and play right away. Uh, now, with that being said, the guys that came in last year, the true freshman defensive linemen, they were similar. We were surprisingly good. And it, he, he kind of fit that mold of like, well, he comes in and he big as hell. He could be surprisingly good. So I, I don't I don't know what this means for him, but. Um, at least from a, an immediate standpoint, Kentucky wasn't expecting him to, to make significant tr- contributions this fall. Yeah, and I, I didn't, I didn't imagine so. Just kind of with the way the roster shaped up, and I also hadn't probably had hoped not so. Uh, maybe if he was a freak, that'd be a, a different, that'd be a different conversation. But you don't want to rely on on freshmen coming in if you don't, if you don't have to. So yeah, I didn't think that from like a on the field production standpoint, assuming maybe UK doesn't have him ever or this season or for some point this season, not really, not really a huge deal. Not something they can't make up for later on. Correct. Recruiting or the transfer portal or whatever, but uh, yeah, not, uh, not great news. Ooh, you, you want to tell us what the deal is with Chris Rodriguez? Um, Somebody keeps tweeting at me. And I still don't have any details or stories worth sharing. Um, but, I mean, if I'm – like, I, I think the, uh, the the most recent line I've heard is that the reason – folks at Kentucky, it's kind of out of their hands. So, yeah, that, that, that's the most recent thing that I've heard. The, the the pieces of information that have leaked, hasn't leaked, what people have said, what they haven't said, it's all pretty fascinating to me. And I think you really have to kind of be like deep into UK news to, to know what I'm talking about. I think a lot of people that are just kind of your average fans are keeping up with what radio shows are saying, podcasts are saying. They, people don't know. But when you kind of get into it and you get some media members or you get some quote unquote insiders that are kind of like alluding to what's going on, it's all pretty fascinating. Well, it it seems fascinating. Maybe it's something really dark, horrible, gruesome, bad, not, you know, something that we won't talk about. But like the fact that it's out of UK's hands, the fact that you can't find open records that it's like a that, you know, police are involved or Mm -hmm. there's crime. I find that pretty interesting and you don't want to be the radio show or the person that just speculates wildly, but you also just want to say what you think and see what other, how other people respond to it. That's how you figure out information. But Roush, can I tell you what it kind of seems like to me? Sure. And again, could turn out to be something serious, like super, super serious. This could be serious. Also, I I worry if it's something Gambling related, something 
eligibility related. The fact that everybody's like, well, you know, Kentucky can only do what UK can do in this. Like, what does that mean? Like, it, it, the fact that it's out of UK's hands makes me think that it's something with eligibility. It's something yeah. that I, I heard. I heard somebody else say UK's got to find out if anybody else was involved. Okay, if anybody else is involved, is this a, a is this a gambling thing? Is this a is this a nil thing gone wrong? You had uh, who? What? Which UK player was it? Darren Fox who got in trouble for the NFT stuff? Is this like a is this some sort Ooh. of nil scam or something like that? Yeah. Again, all speculation. None of it based in facts or reality. I'm just taking what other folks have said, and I'm trying to piece it together just like anybody You're trying to else. make sense of it because it doesn't make exactly. any sense. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying that you can at least see where I'm at with that oh, line of thinking? Well, especially because that's not like a legal thing. That's an NCAA sort of thing. Exactly. And that's also the their boogeyman. Um, I mean, you saw the NFL with uh, Ridley. Gambling in any sort of that, – that that's a – a hundred percent like a no for me dog. So that would that would at least be one of the possible options, but I still there's nothing to to state that it is one way or the other, but that one at least makes sense. That theory makes sense, Mr. Sports Talker. And again, I've got no idea. I've just taken people's you, you it's you'd have John Hale already tweet out Chris Rodriguez after a DUI was arrested for blah 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 blah. And nobody has that. Nobody has like no, nobody, nobody has that. So it makes you wonder: is it something that's in the system, or is it something that is a huge deal, but not from a legal standpoint? And then that really narrows down exactly what it could be. It could be academics. It could be eligibility. You, you know, there's a million different avenues it could be where it's still not a legality issue per se. But I hate it. I hate it for Chris. I hate it for UK. I hate it for the coaches. I certainly hate it for UK football fans. But I most I, I do hope that this is a rough stretch for Chris Rodriguez. It seemed like he was doing pretty well. You know, he's tweeting about graduating, how excited he was for that. And then really since then, it's been nothing but just right. happy moments for him. So I hope that his friends are, are sticking close by to him and his support system is as well. I'd love nothing more to see him one more season in a UK football uniform. Seems like that's out of the question, unfortunately. But you still just wish the kid the best. He he was a really fun football player to watch for many years. Provided a lot of really really nice memories. Oh, there's no no doubt about it. Uh, but we're we're still playing the wait and see game. Uh, I, uh, there's no indication that we'll know anything in the near future. Uh, but elsewhere on the Kentucky football front, they're back. Well. They will be back <laughs> uh, starting on Monday, but a lot of uh, a lot of the guys are already in town, and the coaches will be back in town. Big recruiting weekend, um, and I'm actually kind of kicking myself that I didn't have a prepared list of official visitors. I think the only one that's officially visiting this weekend is Anthony Brown, the four-star wide receiver from Ohio, who's one of the the few big dog. Uh, Vince says uh, Cincinnati's really been a thorn in the big dog side. Uh, they're cleaning up in Ohio after going to the college football playoff. It's kind of what you'd expect after a group of five team goes to the college football playoff for the first time. But they've got this Brown kid uh, within their grasp, um, and that 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 seems like a potential uh, it, commitment, if not this weekend, down the road. Uh, but Kentucky's lasered in on him. He'll be officially visiting this weekend. We've got the camp. On Sunday, the first of 
two big Sunday showcase camps. They'll have single-day events sprinkled in throughout the next two weeks or so. Uh, those don't draw as many high-profile prospects, but I'll be there Sunday afternoon uh, at the Crow checking out some of the guys. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, but the, the most entertaining bit of football recruiting that you can get, I got yesterday because we have our first – Louisville's been getting really chesty with their recruiting efforts, and Kentucky is finally in a toe-to-toe -to -toe matchup with a really good player who also plays a position that Louisville never gets recruits at. Uh, Colby Keenum is a four-star offensive lineman. I believe he's he's not a California kid. I believe he's a Georgia kid. Um, and he did a little dipsy-do where uh, he was initially planning on visiting Louisville the weekend of June 10th through the 12th, and he switched his visit to move Louisville back a week to visit Kentucky June 10th through 12th. And, man, TJ, our, your buddy Ty Spaulding really, really stepped in it on Twitter. It was uh, he, he had a moment on there yesterday. Nope, no TJ. Okay. Do tell. Oh, he just hit the mute button, I think. <laughs> happens. <laughs> happens. I, I thought Justin had something to say there. But that 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 do that darn tootin' delay, you just you wait forever for him. Definitely not me accidentally having the mute button on again. Oh, the old tie guy. I like him. He's a good dude. That being said, a learning moment for him yesterday. A learning moment. It, he he's he you can't dish it out and then get mad when people kind of come after you after you dish, dish it out there and especially to dish it out for something so trivial to begin with and then not <laughs> only to dish it out for something so trivial to begin with but then just something that you get wrong unfortunately <laughs> a learning mo moment for him i wish he would not have doubled Louisville down first. yeah you don't Louisville doesn't eat first because of recruiting visits in the summer tie that doesn't matter even if U of L had won the last four football games by 30 points just because when you get a player to come to your big recruiting weekend and he's still this player is also going to UK's big recruiting weekend shocking <laughs> they don't coincide on the same weekend then everybody's happy in, in, in all this so it's a misplay by the tie guy uh I like but you know what good for him he's kind of becoming a U of L villain in the UK world. Oh no, yeah, it's it, it's in the in the long. He probably feels like an idiot yesterday, but in the long run, that's good that you're. It's it's the same reason when I get random Louisville fans tweeting at me over nonsense. That's a good thing. That means you're striking a chord. But it was just so funny that Louisville eats first when Kentucky's he's going to Kentucky first. It's just like funny. Oh, oh man. <laughs> And then there, the, my favorite part was somebody replied to him with a tweet that he had where he was shirtless in in like a rainstorm tweeting, we want UK uh, after the cards beat some no-name ACC team the week before. And that, that, that that's one of those tweets that's never going to go away. It's just, it's going to live in eternity for some Kentucky fans. And I, I love, that's when you know the, the rivalry. It's really, really getting back. Ty desperately needs U of L football to beat UK so he can like jokingly have fun with that picture. That picture is out there. Unfortunate for him. He's got a he's he needs to play into it and just embrace it. He very clearly probably had had some adult beverages. Who hasn't taken your shirt off at a football game? I know I have. 
He should take his shirt off in the press box. It, well, I don't think he was in the press box, unfortunately. Not in that one, but yeah, he that, he needs to do that. We've all been there. You, you, the, the booze is flowing. You're excited about a big sports win. You want to pop the shirt off. The issue with it, though, is the, the UK call out and then proceeding to lose by 40. That's the problem. At which no point, you know, Ty wasn't out there playing. But, you, you know, if you're going to talk that crap, uh-huh. you come back to – it could come back to bite you a little bit. But, no, that wasn't his finest uh, Twitter moment. But UofL football recruiting, there's no denying that they are on a roll right now. They're getting just an insane group of players. They're going to have a big visitor list, the one that he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And more and more people, Roush, including Ty Spalding, are saying that that Texas running back, the Owen fella, yeah. who yeah. is like one of the top backs in the country. Number one they, in some He's going to commit to UofL. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Which, and and the um, I know we've talked about it a lot. And we don't need to get into it in more detail, but the, it just it's such a an anomaly from trends and stuff because I, I think Justin Rowland said it yesterday. You know, Kentucky did something similar with their 2014 class, but it always happens in that that year one or two bump where it's early on in the process. You sell them on where you're going to be the foundation of the program, yada yada yada. This is so bizarre in that it's year four of Satterfield. Um, but the nil era helps that, um, obviously there's nothing bizarre bizarre about this. And you you had people like making you, of course, UK fans or think that you're cheating. All right. Then a U of L fan, please describe to me what's going on. So U of L fan, please describe to me why a group of California kids, uh, an amazing player from Texas, a, why, why people are wanting to go play for a program that hasn't had full capacity in four coach gone, the most vanilla head coach in college football. You know that these dudes aren't committing to this guy. They're committing to assistant coaches and people that have to have a little bit more juice in them. I'd like somebody, I'd like a U of L fan to describe to me their recruiting success. You can't, you, you know, I guess you could theoretically promise playing time, but isn't that a little bit of an issue if you're promising playing time in year four or year five? How did you get to that point? And all that, all of what was going on, and I'd still love it. I would see exactly what's happening, and I would still love it. Because you're getting good players. You're relevant. You, people are talking mm-hmm. about you. You have something, and are these, again, are all these players going to end up playing at UofL? No, they won't. And that's okay. If the majority does, it'll make for the best class in the history of UofL football. And that's something worth getting excited about. But we all know what's going on here, and that's okay. They're not the only ones doing it. They're far from the only ones doing it. So good for them. I have no issue with it whatsoever. The uh... Let's not act like all of a sudden like Scott has his ducks in a row. Finally, right, right. he's taking recruiting seriously. All he had to do was try. No, come on. It's <laughs> not how this works. Nope, not how it works at all. And that's okay. And also, I here's here's uh, you, you come off as such a hater when you say this stuff, and I understand that. But, like, here's what's going to happen. Louisville's going to have their season. And to not be a hater, I'll just say it's going to be an all right season. I think 8-4 mm-hmm. would be a pretty darn good season for UofL's schedule, plus the talent that I perceive they have in the program. Eight and four would be a hell of a season. Probably more like seven and five, more likely. Yeah. Mostly, I think that's probably a more optimistic spin. But let's just give them, let's give them eight and four. Okay. 
you're still not selling out Cardinal Stadium. You may have like one game. That's a great crowd. But for the most part, that, that stadium's just too big for the U of L fan base. Jurich, and we got to talk Tom Jurich. Don't, don't, yes, don't that's, you uh, that's what I'm really looking forward to. Jurich expanded that stadium far, made it way too big. Even if U of L was like rocking and rolling, that place wouldn't regularly be full. Never will be won't be they made mm-hmm. that place entirely too big so it's still going to be a mostly empty stadium i don't know what signature wins we're giving them but like you're probably if you're in the top 25 you're probably at the back end of it and even in this instance that's enough probably to want to keep people around that's enough to keep satterfield around it's maybe enough to keep the recruits happy but they're going to notice some of those empty stadiums and then more importantly than empty stadiums you're going to have the bigger boys in crunch time say we need a running back well you've always got this really good one okay find out how much no money's making and just triple it because alabama can do that texas a&m can do that the usc they just pittsburgh just had one of their best seasons they've had in decades and it looks like that they're returning enough to be a top 15 team maybe a top 10 team southern cal just went and took their best player that's been within their program for years and just yeah. said we're gonna we're, we'll take that hope y'all don't mind that's Pittsburgh. You don't think Pittsburgh's got some nil money working up there in the Steel City? You don't think they have some ketchup money under their mattress? They do. And they still lost the dude. So what will end That's up true. happening is some of the bigger programs <laughs> yeah. are going to They won the ACC last year. They've been better in the ACC than Louisville has been. Yeah. So bigger programs are going to prey on Louisville's Sorry, commitment when it gets closer to crunch time. And I would guess what UofL's telling these kids right now is, listen, if you get a better offer down the road, we'll talk about that as is. Just commit to us now. We we'd gladly take the good news. You know that you like us, and we want you here. I bet they're offering some risk free commitments because that does happen in the coaching ranks. Where yeah, you know, we get that decommitments happen. We're not going to be naive to that. If you want to end up going somewhere else, we're not going to hold you back. We won't care. We'll understand. Give us the commitment now. Go through the season. It'll take a little break off of you, and then. I would imagine they're doing that. I think UK did something similar when you remember when UK was number one in the recruiting rankings that one summer for that, yeah, was that 14 it, that brief time. It was, it was 14. Kentucky was ranked number one for, you know, a week. I, I remember taking the screenshots. It was a very exciting time. It was fun. It was good for yeah. the program. I think Louisville's doing something similar and that's, and that's good for them. They they've needed some good news on the football side of things and they've needed a commitment to nil. And it looks like that they've, they've done those things. We'll, we've talked a lot about Mitch Barnhart and UK side of Nils. Uh, we'll probably talk more about that in hour number two. Mm-hmm. But one thing I can guarantee that we will talk about is a mysterious letter from U of L. Tom Gurich. And it's not mysterious because we know who wrote it. And we Ooh. know who wrote it because it was littered with typos. We'll come back and have more fun talking about that in hour two. We'll read some text on the Thornton's text line. Check before he started writing it. <laughs> this is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Hour two coming up next. TJ Walker. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family!
Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Galen on your Friday getting you ready for your weekend. We want to hear from you on the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. Download that Refresh and Rewards app we mentioned in hour one. Today it'll get you a free donut, but it's always going to get you something or save you something or do something nice for you because that's what Thornton's does. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. There's a Thornton's basically on every corner in Louisville. Download that app. Saves yourself some money at the pump. We could all use it. I had to go out to Bedford yesterday and had above a full tank or above a full tank of gas, above a half a tank of gas. The gas out there was like 435 Roush. And I was like, Ooh. whoa, this feels like a steal. Watch out. And so uh, so I, I had to fill up there. But at Thornton's, you're going to save money each and every time, even around the Louisville area. And with how expensive gas prices are, it helps. And your text help our show because it gives us stuff to talk about. And we're always appreciative of that. We're going to hold off on the text just a little bit longer. There's a lot to mm-hmm. get to on those because we, we need to talk about this U of L letter, Roush. Yes, it was outstanding. Uh, I I don't know how it was sir how it came to be public i just saw the screenshots from uh, my former ex boss who tweeted them out uh but it is there's so much to love about this letter from mark lynn lonnie ali and jim patterson which i feel bad for lonnie ali cuz they just slapped her name on it i don't i don't think she was so upset that she had to 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 help transcribe this um well, <laughs> You're probably right about that, which almost makes it even like they're just maybe using her for her name or maybe she's super passionate. I'm sure she does want Tom Jurich to be athletic director. I bet she really wants Tom Jurich to be athletic director. I would guess more so she probably really doesn't care so much. Right, right. And people are going to her, and I probably know exactly who it is, is going to her and saying, hey, we're doing our best to get Tom back in power. Can we put your name on this? Yeah. No, and then and she doesn't realize she's going putting her name on a letter that has zero paragraphs in it. It's basically just one long run on sentence uh, after another that opens by calling President Lori Gonzalez by misspelling her name. It pulled an athletic. Poor, I mean, the name. yeah, <laughs> couldn't even couldn't even bother to look that up. Um, there also was a typo where I don't know how, and I don't you can't even call it a typo, but. Instead of should, it's shadoria. How do you add a aurea at the end of should? I don't. I Makes you think that it's almost like on somebody wrote it out on their phone and it just like auto corrected to that, and they didn't notice that it had popped up to shadoria. But how does it auto correct to shadoria? How does that's not a that's just a nonsense word unless you have a, a close friend whose last name is shadoria that you're typing all the time. It should never be popping up. So supposedly it's Tom's. Allegedly, it's Tom's younger, the, the his young son that wrote this. Did you see that? Oh, is it is it Mark or is it another? Mark. I think yeah. Mark. Because yeah. somebody pulled this similar to the letter that he wrote in 2018. And I, I don't know if he wrote it to L or to Tyre specifically, but based, I re- remember it was like the feud and 
that was from him, and a lot of the writing style is incredibly oh, similar. Run on, no commas, mm -hmm. just, just like one big yeah. mass of words. And they take some shots of Josh Hurd in this one mm -hmm. as well. It's very condescending, too. Like it is. Like you should have. Uh, how could you not talk to somebody with superior experience? You, the mind was made up already for somebody who, I mean, it, it just oozes of fart sniffing. We're better than you. And we cannot believe that you would not let Tom Jurich come be the athletic director again. I credit when you had that coup of all the rich and famous people of Louisville come out and support of Tom Jurich. I legitimately was like, oh my gosh, how is you all going to say no to this? Credit to all for saying no to it because this is embarrassing and more and more people are, are catching on to the sniff. This was sent directly to Mike Rutherford. He does a radio show here on the Big X from three to six. He said that it was sent to him and one other person. Um, Roush, your former ex-boss, I, I don't think gave a, a hat tip on where he got this letter from, but you know, it is what it is. He, so people are like, this can't be real. It's just too nonsensical. It's 100% real. It is 100% authentic. And they they released it, the Jurge camp, in hopes of a gotcha, of a, oh, this ain't over just yet. Watch out. It, it is over, and more. It, it had the exact opposite effect of UofL fans who still maybe respected Jurich or entertained the idea of him coming back, where they're all, this is pathetic. Move on from it. Move on from him. Move on from this sort of, putting down Josh Hurd just because he tried to clean up, you know, some prior messes, whether Tyree's fault, whether Jurich's fault. Uh, maybe Josh Hurd ends up being a crappy AD, but Tom, it ain't you. Yeah. Get over it. John Ramsey, it's not going to be Tom Jurich. Get over it. I'd like to, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to share just a few snippets for folks who haven't seen the letter yet. Um, the, the bit about uh, Josh Hurd, says, uh, although we are optimistic that the determination and years of experience at a smaller school, Mr. Hurd will become a capable AD, we believe the responsibilities and demands at a prominent Division One school may not be the best place to begin. It's acting like he's never had a job in athletics administration before, which that was Vince Tyra. He had never had a job in athletics administration before. Uh, Josh Hurd has. Uh, <laughs> was kind of big on the totem pole at Villanova when they were winning national championships. The decision is not fair to Mr. Hurd, nor is it fair to the program and the fan base. Uh, that that was – I'm actually impressed with myself being able to read that because there's just – there's no commas, there's no breakup. It was just 50 words in a row. Uh, silly. This is my favorite, my favorite little bit though, because it's just, uh, I mean, the the fart sniffing here. Tom Jurich had made it clear that he was keenly interested in the position and highly motivated to use his skill set to help the athletic department return to their rightful place as a prominent player in the national college landscape. The fact that Tom has retained his love for the university after the disgraceful manner in which he was terminated speaks volumes and is a small miracle in itself. Can you believe that? He is so, how gracious of Tom Jurich to still like the University of Louisville after all they put him through. He they, they ran him out of town. They had no business doing that after he saw programs cheating left and right. And can you believe that? Can you believe that he would love Louisville so much to put that beside, behind him to want to come back to the University of Louisville? How big of Tom Jurich? Wow, what a hero. How can you say no to somebody that still cares about a place? Unreal. Uh, Josh Hurd, 
as happening in real time, he has been named the permanent athletic director. He got a round of applause as he entered the room. So U of L Media is back to full strength. Roush, they're 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 doing their normal stuff. So that's exciting. Oh man, good for them. Good for them. Um, elsewhere, there was a lot of talk yesterday. We mentioned on the show. We don't have to go into it completely. Um, but I had something on it. Mark Story had something on it. Uh, actually, even TJ, I, did, I was a big J, and I got a response to an open records request. How cool is that? Whoa, yeah. look at you. Pro's pro over here. Uh, it didn't have what I was looking for. I was looking for like the full contract between the for the Governor's Cup to see what the legalese was to, to get out of it if Kentucky wanted to. Um, but it was just like an addendum letter that didn't have that stuff. But long story short, there was yesterday that topic got brought up on why Kentucky should or shouldn't keep the governor's cup. And I think everybody's pretty clear on it on, yes, you should keep it, but we just don't know if Stoops, how much does he value it? And I, and I think, uh, the points that Mark story made, even though I couldn't disagree with him anymore that he thinks that sec should stay at divisions. That's, that's just a horrendous idea. Um, but his points about keeping the Louisville series makes sense. If you get rid of the Tennessee one where you're not playing them annually, which is probably likely going to be the case. Um, I mean, I, I guess in the three, six, there's a chance you could play it, but Louisville fills a rivalry void. If you get rid of some of these rivalry games, uh, secondly, all of the wins that Kentucky's had, they, they really mean a lot to Kentucky fans. Even the big blowouts, they they mean a lot. And you can get a lot of goodwill even in a bad season if you beat U of L. Um, and and I think that's the the part that really even though in Stoops' mind, like those wins over the Ohio's of the world are important, you you need to bag your non-conference games no matter what. If you can make one of those games mean more. That six and six, the the six, the difference between a six and six and a seven and five season, uh, if you're if one of those wins includes Louisville versus uh, you know Miami of Ohio, that that's that that's going to make you feel a lot more warm and fuzzy inside, especially if it's the final game of the regular season. You think so? Yeah, I don't Pretty know. I mean, I, I've thought I've thought about that. I don't. I, I've. I don't know if there's any way to really prove it one way or another, but I don't know if that's necessarily true. I mean, a lot really? of people just like looking at the 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 numbers next to the name, whether it's a ranking, which is always nice, which you generally get the more wins you have, and more specifically, they just like seeing that number be big. Yeah, but I I, I think that the the stakes, the trash talking aspect, like there's um. That, that tax layer bowl season, even though uh, Kentucky was able to end the COVID year with a big win over South Carolina and they beat the snot out of them, and it, it was a lot of weird circumstances. If you have a Louisville game there instead where you're beating them by 100,000 points um, and you're finishing with a, what was it, four and five record or four and six record or whatever it was in the SEC that year, I, I think that matters more than even beating South Carolina then to a lot of Kentucky fans. Yeah, I, I mean – feel like we're kind of jumping around a little bit. Yes, I think the Louisville game is is important. Um, I also don't know if it's a guarantee that 
fans wouldn't rather just have an easy win. Yeah. Uh, but Louisville's I, been an easy win is what we need to remember. That's true. Yes, that is very true. And, and I don't know if it was somebody on Twitter said it. I think maybe it was it was Roland. But something like, if you don't beat Louisville, what kind of season are you having anyways? That's, <laughs> that's a good point. Now, and I think it was Drummond, I'm, you know, reading, reading different people's Twitter thoughts, but putting it all together for you here on Kentucky Roll Call. I think it was Drummond who said, though, if you go to a nine-game SEC schedule, you could still keep the Louisville game, despite what Barnhart says. But he mm-hmm. made the point of, would you want that? Would you want the Louisville game to be the end of the year, though? Because people are banged up. Oh, yeah. You know what? That game's important. You really want to win that game. But what if you're, you know, the SEC gauntlet really got to you that year? You you went three and six in conference. You really just haven't had the year that you were hoping for. Players are hurt. Some people are opting out. You wouldn't want that situation going into your rivalry game, the game you That's want to true. win the most. That's true. You can make and, a case of, well, that would be the time to toughen up then because you know that you have a big game there at the end of the season that you need to go grab and one more, you know, put it all together. Now, if you do nine SEC games, please, for the love of Pete, put that U of L game at the beginning of the season. I'm for it. Uh, we, we've mentioned it before, but it's worked out well. Kentucky, at the end of the year, they've, they've won more than they've lost uh, in those November games because they've been able to physically – outlast the cards uh physicality not exactly their their calling card the last couple of years uh but I, I i'm with you let's 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 bring it back to that uh to that that labor day weekend that's that would make the summer so much more fun especially in the middle of all this recruiting stuff yeah it really would it'd be amazing it really really would it'd be good uh it's a mistake of course nobody's really ever answered why it's better at the end of the year besides that's what tv tells us when they want it and then even then, Kentucky's just an afterthought. A rival, UK U of L is an afterthought. They get stuck in that noon game. Mm-hmm. That's the same time usually as Ohio State, Michigan, or they'll get stuck in. You know, they've had the night game a couple times. At that point, nobody's nobody's watching the UK U of L game on Saturday night during rivalry week. It, if they moved it to like, even if they moved it to like Friday or Thanksgiving, I'd be more open to that. I just it's not in a good spot. And yeah. It hasn't been great for attendances either. And um, now Louisville stunk, so maybe that's had something to do with it as well. But just it's I, I wish that they would strongly reconsider that, but it seems like they won't. But if it goes to nine games, they're if you care about UK football, Mitch Barnhart, you would need to strongly consider changing that the, the timing of the game. Put it on that Sunday where they typically only like that's one thing college football struggles with. They have 17 awesome games on Saturday, Labor Day weekend. They have some good ones on Thursday, one on Sunday, one on Monday. And it had been on, put it that, on that Sunday. It had been on that Sunday before when it was at the beginning of, of the season. Yeah. I, I always enjoyed that. Would have been great for great for radio to to be able to just have months and months to preview that game. And uh, I, I didn't do radio well back in college, I did, but not important. But as a fan, you even loved it. You just had summer trash talks, and then you know what? You didn't have to wait long to, to find out. It was right there at the at the at the opening of the season. So we'll see. We'll keep you updated. We'll talk more about it as it progresses. Are they going to come down with a final decision this week or this weekend, Roush? In terms of, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I hadn't completely read it yet, but the Ross Dellinger tweet from last night with the story was. The SEC's deadlocked right now, and you know what? It's okay because they've got time to figure things out. So we we might not 
reach a conclusion on scheduling format at this edition of the spring meetings. Roush, any comment on DeSales choking away their lead and losing in the baseball state tournament? It was bad, man. I really was. I might have put the cart before in front of the horse in some of my trash talking, but they were up four nothing. And then I want to say I, up like six runs or they were up five runs in the top of the six and they gave up seven runs on five hits or something ridiculous. I mean, they uh, they really blew it. But hey, spin zone, we were a year early. We're never supposed to be there. Had 11 seniors last year. So uh, performed better than expectations. Mm, that was a tough, tough way to go out. Yeah, yeah, it was a tough way. The to Tigers. Go. I was talking it, trash to Freddie. They play today. Yeah. Christian County's going down. I do, I do like the new format um, where it, you, the semi-state thing stunk because then you had the like the sales had to play Trinity to get to a double elimination tournament. It's only a Sweet Sixteen now that single elimination, but they do it over two weekends so that you can use your starters, your your typical starters each time. So, so I like single. That. It's just a single elimination tournament. Yes, and they'll play what probably the quarters or the tomorrow round and, and then the quarters, and then they'll take a break and do semis and championship the following yes. weekend. Correct. Correct. So the other first round games are today. Um, and then you get quarters on Saturday, Sunday. Uh, gotcha. Settle things. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that. I've, yeah. I've got no issues with that at all. You should, you should spread that out more. Uh, all right. Well, best of luck to the baseball tigers today and uh, probably will not keep you updated on that. Moving forward, let's take a break. This seems like a good spot. And then we mm -hmm. will have the rest of the show just to do text. What other, I've got a couple other things written down. We need to talk a little bit about severe wheelers quotes to KentuckySportsRadio.com, And yeah, some more quick hitters as well, but mostly Thornton's text line, which I'm very excited about some good stuff there. Let's do it. We'll do that when we return. Uh, UK made a list for another guy. Yeah, well, we, we've got, I don't know if two hours is going to be enough today. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. Peter Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Here comes the weekend. The fine line from pleasure to pain. It's making me cry. When I will I see you Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Daddy's homeboys. They shall serve no fries for their time. One final segment of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Action Force Radio. Oh, no. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Friday. Getting ready for the weekend. Weather looks real nice, Clark. Oh, man. A good time. I certainly wish the Batcats were playing this weekend, Roush. It'd be pretty cool. That would be a lot of fun to have Bat to look forward to, get excited about. But nope, UK baseball stinks right now. And no postseason for like the fifth time in the last six years or probably even longer than that, really. Yeah. Probably something like eight out of nine, maybe. Probably. 
seven out of eight, I'd feel pretty confident about. And you could really probably get into like 12 out of 15 or something like that. They had a little stretch where they were going, not regularly, but it wasn't crazy when they did go. Uh, but I guess Mitch Barnhart, totally okay with the direction of the UK baseball program. Early summers for the players, for the student athletes. No, you know. Nice kickstart on summer. He's just looking out for him. I mean, the, the players, did you see what happened? I forget what baseball team that got put in uh, rooms with bed bugs and stains on the mattresses. Uh, he's just looking out for the welfare of his own student athletes. He doesn't want them to have to go to bad hotels on regionals. Yeah, I saw everybody like classic, who can we blame on this? The NCAA. How How is that not? The NCAA is not probably booking those places. It's either the host regional, which I think was Oklahoma State, or it's the school themselves just finding hotels in the area. Don't pick bad hotels, you goobers. I have a hard time believing yeah. the NCAA was the one who was scheduling which hotels. I, I'm, I'm with you on this one. When I saw Microtel, I'm like, but you, you get what you pay for. You know? Seriously. And it, it looked horrible. Like That looked like an absolutely horrible experience. And I'm sure it probably come back to somebody being like, well, you know, the school didn't have enough money or the this is what they had to do with. But if the NCAA paid for something a little nicer, I'm sure you could find a way to trace it back to the NCAA one way or another. But that looked horrible. I would not be happy with those room recommendations. No. I just I would probably I'd start more local, like who with the team approved that hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Director of ops somewhere really, really screwed the pooch on that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought, I, I thought the the same thing there. But yeah, I did see that. That was that was pretty wild. Uh, let's see what else we got here. What's Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty? Yeah, going let's to start this Thornton's text line, TJ. Okay. Yeah, let's go ahead and get it they, get it popping. Say, smell it, Roush. If it smells like gas, it's just gas. You should be able to tell the difference with that snout. Also, if you have a bee or a weed problem, that'll solve it at least for now. Yeah, I have a terrible sniffer though. And how does you know it's not gas and oil mixed in? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna need some better tips than that. Well, it, I think he's just saying if it if it it's probably got oil in it if it doesn't smell just like gasoline. Is that too simplistic? Maybe. Like it's you know if it just reeks of gas, it's gas. If it kind of smells a little like gas, then it's maybe gas and some other stuff. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know either. Yeah, but it sounds like a great. Great for bee problems. I, I want bees, though. We need some pollinators. Everybody Get loves these plants bees. growing. Everybody loves the bees. A texter says, Justin needs to be put in time out. These takes, my goodness. Why do you think I've been so quiet today, texter? I, my freezing cold takes all week. I just, I don't know what to say anymore. So there's that. <laughs> hey, you can't, you got to keep shooting, Justin. Oh, I'm going to keep shooting. Did no. MJ say, you know what? I'm not having an off game. I'm not going to I'm not gonna shoot the rock anymore. You got to keep firing away. Oh, that's true. And I'm going to. No, the real reason I've been so quiet is because I was telling Roush during the break, playing Chariot Run today. So that's all I could think about sitting here is just getting out the Chariot Run and playing some golf. Wow. That's exciting. Big yeah. Sports Radio golf cart. Yeah. Guess what, guess what the rate is for today, TJ? Go ahead. Take a stab. For you? Uh, I mean, you know the rate for me, but guess what they're charging today? I, I don't, I don't, I don't 90, know, Justin, but they're ninety dollars. Okay, they're a friend of the ninety. Yeah, it's worth it. it is, a, oh, course, it's that nice. And absolutely. if you would have bought the big Xbox Radio golf card, you wouldn't be paying it. Woo! Like me. <laughs> oh, um, 
I did reach out to Dugan about some golf scramble stuff. No, no response and uh, no response either today from, from the boss. Oh, always, always good stuff. Uh, Texter says there were city championship games for the CSAA that day. The sales was vandalized and I blame it for the reason I lost in fifth grade. Games were delayed for a long time and the layoff got into my head. Butterfly effect. If your damn coach just started those players, Roush. That's when I learned of it because I was supposed to show up to work and I thought they would be on game three or four or no, not three or four, but at least game two by 10 a.m. And instead they hadn't even started because there was just still white chalky stuff all over the school. That's why it was a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. What 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 a poor decision. Yep. Very poor. Um, Texture says, sounds like that mosquito on Roush's bed was a kinky little fella. <laughs> you got to close the windows at night, Roush. Keep the mosquitoes out. Oh, They'll get you. <laughs> they will get you. Texture says, don't put the podcast listeners in timeout. I don't have Twitter, so put you in timeout. Boom. I'm another weirdo that likes hot over cold. That's why I live in Miami. 70 or below, I have to put pants on, and I'm bringing a light sweater or jacket wherever I go. That's yeah. just madness. Great text. Yeah. Great text. But at least they at least they recognize that they're a weirdo. And, hey, if that's the climate you like, you're in the right spot. Uh, we had one of our listeners reach out, and, and it's our the, the fellow that lives in Maine, Roush. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sent a, he, we got a postcard. I'm, I think you all would remember, but um, he just let me know that like, Hey, I'm out of Kentucky. I'm spending the next three months in Maine. What an amazing time to do that. Like you get the awesome 70 degree, 60 degree weather of Maine and you're getting away from the gross Kentucky weather. Always a good time. Yeah. I have some friends who are doing that in Colorado, uh, Airbnb deal for a month or so. Sounds like that'd fun. Be, I, I, that'd be so sweet. I guess if you have like a remote job, you could theoretically do it. And if you didn't have kids, you could probably do it. But yeah, that would be that'd be yeah, the they, way to live life. They've brought their kid with them, but it's also toddler. So, you know, there's not a bunch of sports obligations and all that stuff. You could just appraise houses in Colorado, TJ. Isn't that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think it's that easy per se. Um, where I could just drop everything, go do that, then come back. But hey, oh, no, sure it is. I'll look into it. I'll look into it. Yeah, just get a, a new daycare for Lucy out there. It'll be great. Easy peasy. A texter says, I'm with Justin. That's also my name. I love being hot, but I don't love the humidity. I've said it before, but the weather in Vegas is the absolute best. 110, bone dry, no sweating. Perfect. I'll be there next weekend, and I'm stoked for it. Another great text. Another great text. That's why it's too hot, unfortunately. Now, you are right about humidity. That's a game changer, but still too hot. Do what? Uh, humidity's to- going away today, so you're in for a real treat today, Scoots. Woo-hoo. Scoots, back-to-back texters defending you. I love it. I love it. Thanks, texters. I, I Just when I needed a texter to come to my aid, I got two in a row. Pumped. Yeah, I thought you could use those. I could. A uh, texter says, you guys' pronunciation of Spiranek is hilarious. It's pronounced Spiranek. 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 Neck. Well, they wrote it out spur. It's spur. Spur neck. Well, we we don't we don't know it obviously. 
we, we don't really care. This, well, we you know we we don't want to get names wrong intentionally. We obviously just don't know it, and uh, we appreciate you helping us out. What do we got next? Uh, another texter on the Thorns text line five zero two. 414-1450 says, Carleton University, the opponent in the Bahamas from Canada, is a wagon in Canadian university basketball. They won the national championship in 03, 4, 5, 6, 7, 9, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 19, 20, and 22. Wow. That's um, quick math, about 15 out of 20 years. That's impressive. Hmm. I appreciate that they call it university in Canada, too. It's very... They're definitely holding on to their colonial roots by calling it university instead of going off to college. Oh, well, we, we call them universities. We call them universities, but you say, I'm going to college kind of colloquially. That's their way is, yeah, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go to university or not, or if I wanted to go to trade school. That's just how they describe it. It's just, it sounds a little bit more classy, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder how imagine, that talent's going to compare. I can't imagine the college yeah. experience in Canada is as fun as it is in America, but what do I know? Nothing. I just, when I went up there to cover those, the Tyrese Maxey, Matthew Hurt, 2017, 2018, whenever that was, I, I was talking to some just some Canadians that were around my age, and we were just talking about life and whatnot, and they couldn't believe that like America parties had as many solo cups. I was like, that that's the thing you can't believe? The amount of solo <laughs> cups? I was like, if that's if that's shocking to you, then you don't even know the half of it. Yeah, <laughs> but that yeah. sounds like a good test. If UK could lose to St. Peter's, I'm sure they could lose to Carleton University. Yep, that's true. So, step it up, boys. Get ready for some hard-fought basketball action. A texter says their their coach Dave Smart was being touted during UCLA's coaching search, where they ended up hiring Mick Cronin. Must have been a Rutherford text. No, talking about Carleton. Mm. Not B. Right? Oh, okay. So it's a follow up on that. I, I, I think that's what they're saying, but I'm not positive. Man, imagine if UCLA had hired the Carlton coach. That would have been crazy. Yeah, he's uh Yep, still uh, at Carlton. Or no, he did serve. I think he's retired now. Okay. You don't think there's a real chance we may not play Louisville in football in the coming years, right? Just can't happen. No, it won't happen. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a chance, though. It wouldn't be a good look for you guys. No, no. It well, and especially the timing now when you're just beating the snot out of them every year. And That'd, make it a saying, little bit better. That'd make it a little bit better, honestly. Just, I mean, if you're going to do it. And one, I don't think it's going to happen. And two, it shouldn't happen. But if you were going to do it, it would be good to be like, ah, we're just beating y'all so bad. We just, we got to, we got to, we got to tighten up the schedule. We got to toughen it up a little bit. <laughs> that'd be a fun way to play it can you uh with everything that's been going on this summer how badly do you think this uk coaching staff wants to beat uvl again they probably wish they could play them every week oh you you ain't kidding that's one thing i do love about this coaching staff is that rivalry means the world to them they hate uvl they really enjoy beating them and i enjoy watching it because they beat them very badly the um they don't, the, they, don't the, beat, they don't beat the FCS teams as badly as they beat U of L. No, they don't. And the thing is, uh, to your point, TJ, it really does. You like that your coaches seem to take it as personally as you do as a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's I think what people kind of miss sometimes from pro sports. They they just want their 
their teammates or no, I, I, the players they they want the teams that they cheer for to hate their rivals and love to win as much as the fans do and you certainly get that vibe from the Kentucky football coaching staff yes no doubt about it and I, I think Satterfield throwing else down or doing the else down whining after that game I think that was big for the UK staff and they just don't like these guys they don't they don't like them one bit uh texter says Roush, totally agree with your tweet about there being empty seats in the first couple rows. It's just wild. It's literally the NBA Finals. It is wild. Well, and, and it's it's less about – I mean, they, they fill up the arena, but the – I just can't imagine prioritizing a trip to the concession stand to be in your seat for the start of the third quarter. I just uh, – It's I, not concession so much. They're just out in the concourse drinking beers, talking. I, yeah, and I just don't – I just, I just don't, I don't understand it. I enjoy doing that. You, of course, you can't do it at UK because they let the rich people dr- drink, but not the majority of the supporters. But yeah, you, you want to get out of your seats. You want to stretch your legs. You want to kind of just you talk to people that maybe aren't sitting directly next to you. But I'm all you. You look at your watch. You look at the time. Okay, game starting in two minutes. I'm, I'm heading back. You're there for the game. You're not, right. you're not there necessarily for the socialization I, of the it, whole thing. I. I I get it during a regular season NBA game, but it's the freaking NBA Finals. You played an arm and a leg to be there up close for this event. You're down by two at half. I just I, I, I don't understand it. The the modern quote unquote sports fan is is not what it used to be. It's a little spoiled. That's a that's a little bit of an old man take. But there's are there are rich people that just do their rich people thing. Yeah, and yeah. that's well, uh, that's the way they live life. It, there's also an aspect too of if you used to miss things back in the day, you couldn't just pull up your phone and see what it was. You had to be in your seats to watch it, and a lot of those games weren't always on TV either. So the the way we watch sports is much different. It is. A texture on the Thornton's text line says, "Love the sports slash self help element of the show. I am new to garden life and have a series of peppers and tomato plants I have recently transplanted." How much and how often do you water yours? Google gives a wide, a wild range of answers. I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. And Roush does I'm have a, a uh, I do, I do. We had our first banana pepper come in yesterday uh, that we could pick. It was put it on a frozen pizza. It was awesome. Uh, I would say texture. I'm typically uh, a, a night waterer, and I do it every night. But I'm also you know, I'm obviously skipping when it rains like it did yesterday and the night before. You know, you, you let Mother Nature take care of it. Uh, but for the most part, we're about every uh, night, particularly when it gets real hot out. Uh, and like over Memorial Day weekend, it didn't hurt to, to skip a day or two. You, you'll be fine if you, if you miss a couple. Yeah. It, uh, keep us updated, though. I one day want to yeah. get that stuff, but not not. I'm, not I'm, I'm curious because a couple of my other pepper plants aren't doing as well, and I'm I'm wondering if it's just those plants were in a little bit rougher shape, or if they're getting too much water. Like it, it's all an experiment. It's all an experiment. So uh, curious to see how some of these turn out. But make sure you get cages for your tomato plants, though, because I I'm down. I, I've been meaning to get two more, and uh, we had five, and we ended up planting more this year. The ones without the cages haven't been doing as well. So need need to get on that to, to help those bad boys grow. You can you and Justin can do a gardening segment every Friday for like ten minutes. Why the hell would I be involved in that? Um, sure. Well, you, you, like you grow 
when it's in your apartment, right? No. Yeah. No. I do not have a the green blacklight? I do not have a green thumb whatsoever. And no, I do not grow plants with a black light. You're mixing up me and Trev. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. A texture five zero two four one four fourteen fifty says uh, I need to get some landscaping done, and can you remind me of the advertiser for Big X so I can support the show? Justin? Uh, Walnut Ridge is your landscaping landscaping Walnut company. Ridge. Yep. They have uh, they have one of the just the, one of my favorite commercials on Big X Sports Radio. Behind you, mine too. They're in Jeffersonville. They open at nine o'clock. Keith, you give them a ring at nine o'clock. All right. Right after the show ends. We should do a live remote from Walnut Ridge. It's right, by the, said, right by the studio. from Lexington here, boys. What'd you say, Justin? I said it's right by the studio, so it'd be convenient. That would be super convenient. Oh, yeah. TC from Lexington here, boys. Big Tong energy for the show today. <laughs> it's odd to me to see these high preseason rankings for the Cats coming up this season and seemingly feels like all the fans are in opposite opinion this time about not buying in just yet. I'm certainly excited to see how they do, but I learned a long time ago to take these rankings with a grain of salt. TC, you've just been drinking way too much Haterade lately. There is, um, I, I don't disagree yeah, with his sentiment though, where like you don't get the overwhelmingly positive vibes, but I, I think that's just going to be this off season. That that you we always do that. You should always have that mindset with preseason rankings. It's just one person's opinion. We could come out with one, make it a pretty graphic, and put it as that, and it, it would be it'd be just the same TC if you put out your top twenty-five. It is just per people's opinions, but it's not a coincidence that every single person has Kentucky in the top five. And TC, why would that surprise you? They were a top five team pretty much the majority of the season last year. They were a top ten team the entire season with the exception of maybe a, a, the, the, a slight rocky start. They lost to St. Peter's. They got upset. They're returning a lot of good pieces from that team. And then it seems like the pieces, the good pieces that they lost, they can match or exceed. Case and Wallace certainly looks like he's already an NBA point guard or an NBA guard that he isn't. I, I can't remember maybe Eric Bledsoe coming into college looking just physically ready to go at the guard position. Cason Wallace is there. He'll be an upgrade from Ty Tyre. He should be. Wheeler, from one year to the next, should be better. He was a solid player for Kentucky. Let's hope that the attitude and all that stuff is fine. He really didn't want to talk about the St. Peter's loss to Jack. He brought that up about a thousand times, that we're not talking about that. We've moved past it. It's in the past. That's fine. It should be. And then Grady, Frederick, I don't know, Reeves, Mintz, I don't know. You can flip those. Should be probably about even, if nothing else. You bring in Livingston. I think more Toppins better. I think that's an upgrade there. Another year of Oscar. He should be improved. He should be better. How do you not see it, TC, in all honesty? How do you not see that people think that's a top five team? I, I think it's less about, uh, like, he sees it, but it's just weird that people aren't as excited right now. And I just think that it's because it's it's early June. We'll wait till August gets yeah. to the Bahamas get here. Oh, you need oh, to get on the radio? There's the Duke boy. Say hi, hey, Duke. Duke. Can you say hi? Hello? Can you say roll call? 
Nope, you just want to push the button, the mute button. Okay. <laughs> oh, there's nothing wrong with pushing the buttons. And Fresh, you are right, and TC is right, that the way last season ended, coming off a terrible regular regular season, the season before that, I think folks are, hey, rankings don't really do it for me anymore. I'll get excited once the ball starts bouncing on the court and this team starts racking up wins. And they will do that. So you may just have to wait a little bit longer, TC. That's perfectly all right. I understand it, those people that are taking the wait-and-see approach. But as somebody that knows basketball – it's a, it's a really good team. It's Gonzaga's going to be really good. North Carolina's going to be really good. Kentucky's going to be really good. Indiana. Houston should be really good. Indiana should probably <laughs> be a top 20 team. I mean, if they're, if they're not a top 20 team this year, Justin, are you going to have some Woodson doubts? I, I will probably have a full-on meltdown if they're not top. I mean, I know they're going to start that way in the preseason, but I want to see them have a good season at the end of the season as well so yeah i would i would kind of be freaking out if they if they don't have a good year this year yeah i could see it happening but uh i'm not it should be with all the players returning nil has been so good for college basketball uh i remember the g league it's gonna be the end of college basketball and now just like 14 months later college basketball has the most talent returning that it has in probably 20 years Good, good stuff all around. And I did kind of think about it. Like in a, when Oscar came back, we were all probably thinking like, oh my gosh, Kentucky is going to have the most dominant big man. And we knew a couple other folks may come back, but I didn't think Bacot was going to come back initially. Hunter Dickinson, I thought he was somebody that could. I did not think Trace Jackson Davis was going to come back. But the way you look at it now, Roush, is thank goodness Oscar did come back because if you're going to want to be one of the best teams in college basketball, you're going to need a dominant big or you're going to need a really good big. And if Kentucky didn't have that, they'd be they'd be behind. But luckily, they do, and debatably, they have the best. Correct, correct. Um, I, I, you you kind of alluded to the in special. Uh, my favorite part though was the interaction he had with the outgoing Jerry Tipton, who Jerry just flat out said, uh, "So uh, you're a bad shooter. You've been working on your shot." And <laughs> Wheeler was like, "Well." I improved at 10 percentage points next year. We're not going to do this. Rome wasn't built in a night is essentially what he said, uh, but that's something he's still working to improve on. Uh, he did have his his numbers ready to, to rattle off. because He's like, you know, shot over 40% from three in league play. We're, we're working on it, working with Brad. I love that Brad is the shooting guy, and you know what? He should be the shooting guy. Dude knows a thing or two about shooting in basketball. Didn't Brad go to Brooklyn? Last year, though, working with Brad helped. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, texter, John here. Hey, John. Yeah. Yeah. Good morning to all. Hey, TGIF, my friends. Wow, what a game last night. Draymond, after the game, played it off saying they'll be fine. We shall see. I hope all the games will be that exciting. Man, I feel like weekend is some fishing plus baseball and a cookout time. This is what I like about this time of the year. But living in southern Indiana, I've grown to love all seasons. They all offer something different that create great memories. What – Will you guys be doing this weekend for fun? We'll got to go talk to you later. Have a great weekend, everyone. Well said, John. That, that is one part, even though I hate the heat and it gets annoying, you do get four seasons in Louisville, Kentucky. Some may be shorter than others some year. Winter and summer certainly seem like the longest. We would like that to not be the case. But you do at least get all four. You get the leaves changing. You get the flowers. You get the cold. You get the snow. You get the hot. You get, the, you get it all, John. You're right about that. The... The 
to the weekend. Very excited for my weekend plans. Uh, I mentioned earlier, we've got the football camp on Sunday. Got some big-time plans cooking up with the fellas for tomorrow. And then tonight, uh, doing a little cookout and going to the light show at the zoo. It's the last weekend for the, the ornament. I, I forget what they call it, but we took Duke last year. He was probably a little too young to enjoy it. So uh, very much looking forward to it tonight. That'll be a, a good time. I haven't, we haven't made, I don't know if we've made plans for anything tonight, um, but I'd love to go to a church picnic. There's one I have in mind. I think it'd be a good time. Uh, and Ascension, then, it's probably closest to you, right? What's that? I think Ascension's probably the closest one to you tonight. Ascension right? is, is tonight, and that would probably be the closest to me, uh, but not the one I have in mind. I don't, I, I, yeah, not the one I have in mind. Horns but. down, Ascension. <laughs> oh. I was never a big Ascension guy in the CSAA days. But, yeah, horns down to Ascension. But maybe. I can't rule that one out necessarily. And then tomorrow, uh, I think we're doing a dinner or something like that. And then Sunday's the wife's birthday. Woo! Wow. Happy prelated birthday to Hannah. I'll be no longer dating a, or married to a younger woman. Well, I'll still be dating a younger woman, but Hannah doesn't know about her. <laughs> hey no, but excited about that. I think we're getting dinner with her family on Sunday. But besides that, I don't really know what she wants to do. The world is her oyster. Let's get back oh, to the man. sport text line, 502-414-1450. I guess Justin's golfing today. He didn't want to weigh in on any other plans. He has no, I, no. He's just golfing. That's all he cares about. He's he's just telling us to hurry the hell up and get out the door. That's because I don't have any plans. I, I might go to the lake tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. You're golfing today, though. That's a plan. Yeah, pumped. So, yeah, let's wrap up this text log. Come on. A text. <laughs> okay, hey. <laughs> uh, texter says, got this brown kid. Wow, Roush, it's 2022. Give it the times, man. Oh, jeez, Texter. Barry and Brown. A Anthony Brown, I think is his name. Oh, okay. thought you were talking about Barry and Brown. <laughs> Fellers, I hope y'all got some good entertainment yesterday with Colby's tweets. In today's times, is it better to be the last visit? See what other schools are offering for Nell to be able to counter? I'm sure there are other things that go into it as well. would like to hear what y'all have to say. Y'all have a good weekend, Levi. You have a good weekend, Levi. Get into that as much anymore, TJ. The, the, the whole having the last, especially when they're doing the, the visits over the summer, I don't, I don't pay as much mind to it because when I do – it usually doesn't work out for Kentucky. I remember this offensive lineman that ended up at Pitt. Kentucky was the favorite for like a week or two after he did his visit, and then he waited another week, and Kentucky was hardly even an option at the final decision table. So I don't think it matters as much anymore. Yeah, I don't think it matters. I mean, it, it, in football, it seems like you'll get commitments on visits more often. Basketball, not as much. But I, I ultimately, you know, if you feel good about the player actually coming to your campus at some point, you just kind of have to trust that your relationship's good enough to get them on campus, and then boom, you'll be able to sell them everything you need to sell. Mm -hmm. If you can't get them to campus, you're like, you probably weren't going to get them regardless. You know, your relationship wasn't as strong as you thought it was going to be. Only people from the South End put their garden vegetables on frozen pizza. Wow. <laughs> I mean, suck it. What do you want me to do with one pepper? It filled up that pizza, though. It was pretty good. We really charged up that 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 frozen thing. Jalapenos on pizza is great. I was wow. late to the game. You know, probably like a, several years ago, I started doing it. 
So it adds a real nice kick to it. Somebody uh, last night after the the dollar beer night and we were watching the game, they got uh, an enormous pizza that had pickled jalapenos on there. Have you ever had a pickled jalapeno on a pizza? Mm, no, it sounds kind of gross. Just the well, word pickled scares me. I'm sure it does, but they 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 add it to some Mexican dishes uh, elsewhere too, and it really just sweetens them up a little bit. It makes them crunchier. Very very good choice. Very good choice. Interesting. I would maybe consider it. TC from Lexington here. Yeah, the way Nick was saying was what I meant. I'm saying it's odd that the perspective of the fans, not the rankings themselves. I said I'm actually excited to get just ready to get the bad taste of St. Pete's out of my mouth, pun intended. Oh, gotcha, TC. Okay. And that is true regarding, I mean, the fans are, that people just want to win in the tournament. And there's nothing really you can do about that in June. July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February. It's going to be a holding pattern for a lot of folks until that calendar turns to March. And then they're going to say, all right, make me feel better. Here's Mm -hmm. your top. And I think those folks are going to miss out on a really fun year. That's not to say that they won't enjoy it. And I do understand the sentiment. you got to prove it to me in March. I'm the same way. But I also just can't wait for November. UK's out-of-conference schedule is loaded. I think they should probably be favored in most, if not all, those games. could be a really fun year. could be a special year. Dear Creek, for roll call crew this weekend. See see you on lot if so. No, I'm not spending my weekend at a fish concert. Sorry. What's Deer Creek Fish? Deer Creek is probably the location of the fish concert. I saw somebody texting about. Um, yeah, it's fish in Noblesville. Like, where's Where's Deer Creek? It's uh, Noblesville, Indiana. It's the oh, uh, okay. They've got a music facility there. Yeah, gotcha. I was apparently I was it's like, nice, but I'm just not. Fish, TJ, I don't listen to them. To Random Creek in Kentucky and just like playing? That's weird. No, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fish would be a fun, they would be a fun band to have around. I just don't, I don't seek them out though. I'd honestly be a little intimidated to see Fish just because they have like, their fans go on tour with them. Like they just travel everywhere. So Mm -hmm. I would stick out as like a non-Fish head and people would, would, would know who I am. And be like, you don't belong here. You're not a fish man. I don't. I don't think the fish people are very uh, exclusive, though. They're I, not. I don't. I feel like they're they'll welcome. They're, they'll they'll take all takers. You know. You don't think I'd just go there and flop around? Nope. They just put a hook in your mouth and reel you in. I'd be hooked. All right. Uh, enough <laughs> easy puns. I. That's all I got. That's all I that's got. All I got too. I, it's going to be a great weekend. We're going to have a great time, and uh, we're going to have another outstanding, outstanding uh, Kentucky Roll Call on Monday. We will. Happy early birthday to my wife. My wife. Love you very much. Hope that you have a great Sunday. We will have a, a, a fun, fun time. And happy birthday to everybody else. Everybody have a good weekend. Be safe. Justin, go low. A chariot run. Look Come forward on. to the updates there. This is KRTM Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker. Workout. Have a good weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Decide,